We have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent, eight percent. Welcome to Open Source News, O-P-E, Open Source News, Source, S-O-R-C, News, N-E-W, News. <sighs> wow, folks. You know, this used to be a country where we would be prideful and take pride in raising the bar, raising the standard, always looking to new heights of the pursuit of perfection and excellence. Now, at least on the Democrat side, it's let's find the least common denominator. Let's find and celebrate idiocy, whether it's in the Oval Office or in the Senate chambers. What you heard there was Joe Biden today. He delivered remarks in Maryland on his vision for the economy compared with those MAGA House Republicans' vision. You know, because this man who can't even spell eight is a man we should be trusting with our economy. 30 minutes was too long. His handlers should not have let him be off his leash, off his meds, off of supervision for those 30 minutes to discuss his economic plan at the Union Training Facility in Akakik, Maryland. By the way, this is the only public event on Biden's schedule for the day. Like I said, the, the bar is set super low, not just in the Oval Office, but in the Senate as well. Bum, Antifa, ragged-looking John Fetterman. This is him today. He chaired a subcommittee hearing today. Here is the opening statement. Try not to laugh or cry or hit your head in frustration or have a dumbfounded look of bewilderment or other Don't do anything else that would put on your visage, on your face, absolute and utter disgust for how low the bar has been set in 2023. I called to this hearing of the U.S. Senate Subcommittee and Food and Nutrition, Specialty Crops, Organics, and Research to order. Chairwoman Stevenow. And Ranking Member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. I thank you for your leadership on this committee, and I look forward to working with you to pass a farm bill. It's hard to believe that. Uh, Fetterman graduated from Harvard Kennedy School. Long, awkward pause. Losing of place. And if you love long, awkward pauses because a senator needs to actually read the basis of an introduction and can't speak off the top of his head about it, don't worry. You like long, awkward pauses? John Fetterman has you covered. 
1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000, 5, 1,000. We need to come together and stop playing political games with Americans' access to food. Americans like Chair, about Clory Jor from the north to the town of Northeast in Pennsylvania, tells me that his victim was skimming, which was when somebody stole money and he relied from its SNAP EBT. All right, I don't want to torture you any more, but you get the point. Cognitively not up to the challenge of even just reading. Just reading the first part of the subcommittee that he's chairing. Look, folks, it's it's just ridiculous when it comes to Biden's people and the Democrats. How about this? We have Joe Biden, Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, who was chosen because she's Native American. That's it. Not because she's got the smarts. She was called out today. She was called out today by Republican lawmakers because she lied under oath during a previous hearing. Late last month, you testified in front of the Appropriations Committee. My friend and colleague, Mr. Reschenthaler, asked you about the mineral withdrawal in my district. You said, and I quote, well, we did a mineral withdrawal in the Boundary Waters, end quote. Secretary Hallen, do you understand why this statement that you made under oath is false? Making false statements, hemming and hawing, and at the end, after being grilled, rightfully so, for being confused or lying or misspeaking under oath, she can't handle the pressure. So she puts on crocodile tears and starts crying because of, you know, the environment. I really do have to say that um, all of this is because climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. We have an obligation to future generations to make sure that we have a planet for them to live on. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm working incredibly hard to make sure that we can realize that transition, that we can have differing energy sources. We can't uh, continue to um, be a one industry uh, country. Oh, Miss Holland, I see what you're saying, or Holland, how you pronounce her name. You can lie, be confused and incompetent and then cry your way out of the situation because of climate change. My incompetence, my lying, my misspeaking, my confusion is because Climate change is such a threat. That's why I did it. All right, folks. We have a Democrat that is going to challenge Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. during the 2024 Democrat Party primaries. And he has the name and legacy behind him but he doesn't have the legacy media or the deep state behind him. The same deep state that offed both his father and his uncle. I've come here today to announce my candidacy for the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. Finally, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. officially announcing he's going to run for president as a Democrat in 2024. 
And unlike the last Kennedy that had any sort of political career, we're not talking <laughs> about uh, the gubernator uh, either. We're not talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and his political career via Marina Shriver uh, Kennedy. I'm talking about Ted Kennedy. This Kennedy actually sounds like the OG Kennedys, RFK and JFK. My mission over the next 18 months of this campaign and over my, throughout my presidency will be to end the corrupt merger of state and corporate power that is threatening now to impose a new kind of corporate feudalism on our country to commoditize our children, our Purple Mountain's majesty, to poison our, our children and our people with, with chemicals and pharmaceutical drugs, to strip mine our assets, to hollow out the middle class and keep us in a constant state of war. Look, as far as Democrats go, he doesn't have a, a chance really. But I like the slogan, I'm a Kennedy Democrat. Because that is saying something as opposed to the Democrats of today. But alas, he doesn't have the Kennedy firepower of the past. His own form, uh, uh, family, current Kennedys, aren't behind him. Does he have any chance at all here, you think, Avery? It is a very, very long shot for RFK Jr. Uh, first of all, his famous family is not with him. His sister, uh, Rory Kennedy, uh, said that she was going to support uh, President Biden. That's going to make folks wary to support him. All right, folks, when I say that he doesn't have a chance, I don't mean he doesn't have a chance because the voters don't want him. He just declared today, Robert uh, Kennedy did his, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did a uh, technically launch his candidacy today, but already interactive polls are showing that Kennedy has 14% of the Democrat vote. And today he just finally officially launched it. According to the Suffolk University USA Today poll released today, but done previous to today, only 67% of Democrats who voted for Biden in 2020 want the president to win the Democrat nomination. Of course, ask Bernie Sanders. It doesn't matter what the Democrat voters want when it comes to the Democrat primaries. All right, let's have some fun now at the expense of Eric Swalwell. Representative Eric Swalwell, whose gaslighting skills are second to none, attempted to make the case that he's concerned that his fellow Republican lawmakers are anti-police which is funny coming from the party of defund the police and the party, the Democrats, that are squarely in the column of Black Lives Matter and Antifa and other Marxist organizations looking to dismantle law and order. Let me play you how this went down. We got a tweet here from Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Eric Swalwell was removed from the Intelligence Committee because he had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy. But he still makes all kinds of ridiculous accusations every day in Congress about me, my colleagues, and President Trump. We all know it's true, Eric Swalwell. I'm also concerned about people on this committee and their own anti-police rhetoric. This is a defund the FBI campaign effort. 
That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy, and everyone knows it. MTG, FTW, Marjorie Taylor Greene for the win. I mean, that that look when some scumbag, dirtbag, like Swalwell, tries to malign your character when he has none. It's only appropriate for Marjorie Taylor Greene to do that. Of course, they don't like that. And all of a sudden, they're about the rules. Heaven forbid that it would be in the official transcript that Marjorie Taylor Greene say that, even though it's true. I move to take our words down. Completely inappropriate. Yeah, stand by just a second while we research the rule. Um, Give me just a second. The chair uh, recognizes the gentlelady from Georgia and asks if she would like to retract those words. No, I will not. You go, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Savage. He said it. He opened up the can of worms. She said what we all know to be true. They whine about it, and she doubles down. And just in case you missed my episode that I put up 5 o'clock this morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, Mountain Standard Time, that was episode 321 of my other show, BCP Unfiltered, where I generally talk about and report on things that aren't copacetic for YouTube. You want to check that out either at therealbcp.com, bcpextras.com, or over on Spotify and on the BCP podcast show, bcppodcast.com. We also have Marjorie Green yesterday exposing what they found at the Treasury about the trafficking activities of the Bidens. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, here it is. We just uh, finished reviewing the financial records in the Treasury. Uh, What I saw was over 2,000 pages of jaw-dropping information. Uh, There's basically an enterprise wrapped around Joe Biden uh, involving not only multiple family members, more than we thought there were, but other people as well. Uh, Just a complete conglomerate of LLC shell companies where money was passing through from foreign countries China, Ukraine, but many more countries than just those. There's a lot of information the American people deserve to know of the Biden family and the crimes they've been involved in. And the Oversight Committee has a much bigger investigation to do than we ever thought was possible. Now we knew about this, as I reported uh, yesterday, the day before yesterday, the list of Biden family members now involved in getting payments from foreign adversaries has gone from three to nine as six more individuals in the Biden clan have been identified. Then Marjorie Taylor Greene drops this nugget. Um, I just saw evidence of human trafficking. Uh, This involved prostitutes, not only from here in the United States, but foreign countries like Russia and Ukraine. Uh, This is is unbelievable that a president and a former vice president, uh, not only his son, Hunter Biden, but many more family members extending past Hunter Biden and his immediate family. Marjorie Taylor Greene drops a bomb that not just Hunter, but his family, evidence 
of human trafficking of prostitutes, not just in the United States, which is illegal, but also in Russia and Ukraine. There's actually connection to this, which I break down in episode 321 of my show, BCP Unfiltered. Just head on over to therealbcp.com, bcpextras.com, or bcppodcast.com to see that full report. Marjorie Taylor Greene is on fire, breaking down truth nugget after truth nugget after truth nugget. Uh, We're going to have to really get to work. This is an investigation that needs to be revealed to the American people. And not only do we have questions about Hunter Biden himself, but this is going to extend into developing a web of uh, corruption, a web of fake companies uh, that's going to reveal money that came in from many foreign countries and went directly into the personal bank accounts of the Biden family where they have financially benefited directly from Joe Biden's uh, seats of power. And we look forward to investigating and exposing for this, this for the American people, and, um, and we'll see where it goes from there. Now, when Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene was totally, as I interpret it, shilling and pulling for Kevin McCarthy, the swamp creature, before any negotiation was done, to make sure that he would stay in line, I was rightfully worried that maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to be at the big table and was moving away from her firebrand way of conservative politics. It's good to see that she's still out there in the forefront, not following the rhino path. Okay, let's get into... (laughs) A few more clips here, folks. This this is an episode where you got to see it for yourself uh, to believe it. One of the th- great things about Corinne Jean-Pierre, I know, wait, wait, hold, hold on a second. Let me finish. Let me finish. One of the great things about Corinne Jean-Pierre is her ability not to answer questions. Like, why hasn't Biden invited Nashville Covenant School shooting victims to the White House? if he's so concerned about gun control. And then one more. So Monday, you're going to have three of the lawmakers who protested. Peacefully protested. Who peacefully protested after the Nashville Covenant School shooting. Have any of the victims or the victims' families been invited to the White House? I don't have anything to, to read out to you about any invite. Why? I just don't have anything at this time to read out to you at any invite. What I can say to you right now is that the president is focused on getting things done. He's focused on making sure that we are protecting our communities, that we're protecting our schools, uh, that we're protecting our churches, we're protecting our grocery, grocery stores, that people, as we know in Buffalo, went to the grocery on a Saturday and got murdered. Ten of them were murdered. We see what's happening in our schools. And that's why he's bringing these legislators here, to have that conversation and to see what else can be done and to highlight that. That's what the president is using the bully pulpit for. That's why he continues to put pressure on Congress to get things done. Make sure that they're showing some courage, Republicans in Congress, uh, to make sure that we're banning assault weapons. And so we cannot have weapons of war in our streets. We cannot have weapons of war in our schools. And so that's why he's bringing them there. He's bringing them here to continue that conversation. Continue the conversation about gun control, but won't have the victims of the school shooting in Nashville. 
Isn't that interesting? Oh, is it because the shooter is a protected person and we can't know their motive? We can't have the victims of an enraged, hormonally imbalanced tea person out there because, wow, that would be a conflict for Joe Biden. We don't like school shooters. But when the school shooter is one of the transfer of gender persons, wow, we, 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 can't, we can't draw attention to the victims of that now, can we? And it's so funny, folks. There's manifestos. There's diaries. There's all kinds of clues onto why that shooting took place left behind by the shooter. But they don't want to let that out. They want to control guns, but they don't want to control the people who actually did the shooting, especially once again, once uh, when those people are non-binary protected persons. There seems to be a clear effort to cover up and conceal and make us forget about this manifesto. Okay, folks, what we're seeing here is liberal journalist, an honorable liberal journalist who wants to know why can't we see or how can we get access to the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. Once again, this is Glenn Greenwald, a liberal journalist, who he tweeted out, we've spoken with two major law firms in Nashville who said they'd send retainer letters to represent us suing FBI and the Nashville Police Department to obtain the manifesto of the Nashville Shooter only to back out at the last second. The political pressures are intense. We should see it. And he details what they were trying to do in getting this information. So knowing it was an uphill battle, we were nonetheless willing to pay law firms to represent us and to litigate through the Tennessee courts, even knowing that there was a good chance we would lose because we at least wanted to generate publicity over the fact that these records are being concealed and we think it's an important cause that we are willing to devote our resources to as a media organization and a media uh, program or a, a journalistic program to trying to obtain. As he detailed in the tweet and in the rest of this segment, which I'm not going to play for you, he details how he had two prominent law firms in Nashville say they were looking forward to helping him in the suit against Nashville Police Department and the FBI to get this information. And they both backed out. Now, for the record, uh, Mr. Greenwald is married to David Miranda. He is a gay married man married to a man who is a leftist politician of the Brazilian Labor Party. This is not a right wing guy, even though Mr. Greenwald has had over 70 appearances on Tucker Carlson and Fox News as a critic. This is not a guy that is anti-LG uh, community and like that. He's a journalist that wants to get to the bottom of it, and they are stonewalling him. Wow. They will do anything to protect the transfer case, the transfer student community, even when there are six innocent dead people and the public wants to know and see the manifesto of the killer. There clearly seems to be at least some political pressure in Nashville not to seek the disclosure of these records. I think everybody knows whenever it comes to anything relating to the trans debate, people are very eager to just remain far away from it. 
But to me, this is not about the trans debate. This is about the right of journalists to seek public records and to illuminate things we ought to know about a completely horrific killing. Bravo, Mr. Greenwald. It should have nothing to do with the fact that the shooter is non-binary, non-cisgender. This is coming from a gay man saying, look, it's not about the whole trans thing. It's about we as journalists want access to public information. Public information that if it weren't for this protected person, we would readily already have. But instead, there seems to be an effort to just paper over it, to make us move on and forget about the fact that even though usually we hear all about manifestos in this particular case, at least up to now, anyone who's trying to obtain it is running into serious roadblocks. And thus, three weeks later and counting, no manifesto, no document shedding light on what the political motives were or the influences were of this shooter. And there seems to be no short-term likelihood that we will obtain them in any way. The truth is the truth. It's colorblind. It's not bigoted against orientation or gender. The truth is the truth and we want to know it. But of course, when there is an underlying agenda at hand, the Marxists all of a sudden don't want that information out. But if it were a right-wing white male who did the shooting, that manifesto would have been out probably a half hour before the shooting even took place. Those of you who know what I'm saying know what I'm saying. Let's go back to Corinne Jean-Pierre. I just want to sneak this in. Don't worry about guns because if you're Ukraine or Ukrainians or Zelensky, no matter what happens domestically, there's no shortage of war, death, shooting, military arms, guns, and aid when it comes to Zelensky and his cohorts, his compadres, in taking our taxpayer money to continue a fruitless war against Russia at our expense. Moving to Ukraine later today, the Biden-Harris administration will announce a new security assistance package for Ukraine as part of our ongoing efforts to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia's brutal invasion. The announcement, which will come from, Depart from the Department of State and Defense, will be the 36th use of presidential drawdown authorities to support Ukraine. The package will include more ammunition for U.S.-provided HIMARS, rocket systems, and anti-armor systems, as well as additional artillery rounds. The United States will continue to work with our allies and partners to help Ukraine defend itself, uh, to defend its democracy, and protect its people. No guns and ammunitions for you. No protection of our southern border by the Biden administration, but plenty of guns and ammo and protection of the Ukrainian border against Russia for them. And once again, on our dime. Thanks for joining me here, folks. I am James, the bold conservative patriot, the base conservative patriot, the black conservative patriot, bringing you this open source news. If you're watching this on YouTube, please press like, share, and subscribe. 
down below, hit the notification bell. If you're watching this on Spotify or listening to it on the BCP podcast show, please hit follow. Don't forget that we have a sister channel on YouTube called the BCP Report, and I have another show called BCP Unfiltered. Please check it out. The links to everything are down below or in the show notes. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, big hug, and God bless.